everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro? It's the podcast. We're watching the TV show Lost in reverse order. It's uh, backwards from the last episode to the first episode with Chad, and he's never seen Lost before. Not until you made me start doing this podcast. Yeah, and then you've only been watching it for the podcast. Yes, I have not used any of my recreational time for (laughs) Lost. You didn't become a Lost addict after we started watching the show and then, like, binged it? Occasionally, there are episodes where I feel like I would kind of like to watch more Lost, but I also enjoyed the sense of community <laughs> that I get from doing this with you. Oh, Sweet. And I'm another one of your bros on the show, AJ, so welcome, everybody. And today, we have another guest on What's Up With That Bro, returning guest, Anthony Negrelli. Hey, back. welcome yeah. back. Woo, yeah. Back in the saddle, son. How does it good. feel? Feels good, man. I love it. I love it here. Uh, this is this is my favorite way to watch Lost. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even watching. I'm watching Chad watching Lost backwards. That's what I love. Right. That's the best. <laughs> Just the uh, confusion and what? What? This doesn't make any yeah. sense. Who is that? And it's great too because like I only see like uh like 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 I said it's, I watched one episode however many episodes yeah. back right and then I watched another one so it's perfect. I feel like I'm in this Chad. What's happening? Like I'm asking Chad what's what's going on. So like, Chad, explain what's going on. So it's this is fun, man. That's Sweet. Like, I can explain a lot more than I could last time you were here. <laughs> yeah. Chad has been inducted into the world of loss. Mm-hmm. And I like that when we're watching the uh, the episode, we all take notes on like what we want to talk about and stuff. But Anthony takes notes on stuff he wants to go back and watch other episodes about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of which, this week we're covering Season 5, Episode 2, The Lie. Hurley and Saeed find themselves on the run after trouble at the safe house. Unknown forces attack survivors left on the island. An old friend has shocking advice for Kate. I don't know. How did you guys feel about this whole episode? Just on the whole. It, it felt like another uh, Moving Pieces episode. There were some exciting bits. Like I was like, oh, hey, I haven't seen this person before. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen this person in a while. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's, it was a... Uh... I, you know what's funny? It's like it's I didn't I didn't know the title of the episode till now, and this whole time I'm like, I'm I'm feeling pretty deep. I think my analysis on this episode is uh, pretty good because uh, seems to me this episode is a lot about lying and telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's in the, it's in the title, dumbass. Yeah. Like yeah, you're supposed to know that you didn't discover some deep you know hidden meaning. Good uh, job, Columbus. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, right? It's just like, oh, yeah, okay, they're just kind of slamming that in our face then, right? Yeah. Yeah. like, guys, I got, like, that just, I just saw you just toss out five pages of notes about truth and lies. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel bad about it because, I mean, that's how the episode starts, right? I mean, you're on the boat and they're yeah. like, all right, here we go, conspiracy time, everybody. Uh, we need to, and I thought that was a great conversation. I've had this conversation with friends before, that's why. And the conversation always <laughs> goes like this. It's like, dude, if I ever see an alien and I don't have any proof that I saw the alien, <laughs> what can I say to you to let you know that I'm not fucking lying? And I've, <laughs> I've never, I've never come up with anything. Mm-hmm. There's, is there a way to know? What, oh, what would you say? Have you seen someone? an alien? <laughs> I, I I have not, oh, okay. and I feel it's important that I say that, right. so you know that when I see the alien, right? But do you have a pact like that with with anybody where it's just like, dude, this is me in truth mode. I'm not crazy. I think the only person that that would totally work on is maybe like a close family member, like yeah. your mom or something. She's like, 
My son, that's that's his truth telling face. Which is which is what happens in the show. <laughs> yes. The, yeah. the only person that believes Hurley is his mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. I mean? Which is kind of interesting because she sees it in his face. That, like, yeah, she's like, I don't understand anything that you just said, but I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great line. I don't understand anything you just said, but I believe yeah. you. Yeah. Right, yeah. which is which is actually kind of the opposite of everybody else he talks to, because everybody else he talks to, he feels like I can't explain this enough to let you know that it's true. Right, everyone's like, "Oh, this is far fetched." I heard it's crazy, and yeah. even as the audience member, right, they have that scene implanted in there where they're like, "Oh, check it out, Hurley sees dead people." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know how long they were going in that direction. I remember this is like what the second person we've seen him speak to like directly um at least yeah yeah no i feel like there's been like a couple more yeah maybe I, i'm only remembering michael at the the final season yeah. but i'm sure there's more. there's michael there was jacob does he see his oh, girlfriend yeah, still right, jacob right? wasn't he wasn't he seeing his girlfriend for a while uh, uh, only in the flash sideways so far yeah uh, i see by the way not to go back too many episodes <laughs> to like girlfriends boyfriends all this kind of stuff but Every time I see that, every time I see that chick, I'm, it's just like I'm like, ha, they gotta, they gotta write this one real, real tough, man. You know what I mean? It's just like, wait, which girl? Hurley's girlfriend. Oh, has yeah. that happened yet? Uh, no. It has. I've to, I've right? only seen it in the sideways reality. Oh man, I'm yeah. just honestly, guys, I don't know where we are. <laughs> like for real, like okay, so there was the whole truth thing. I thought that was a real interesting concept. Just this idea of like, how do you explain something unbelievable to people, especially if you've been previously committed to? That's another thing too. I thought it was another beautiful parallel. Sorry, not to get on this subject one more time, but like, I loved it when it's like Hurley's talking to Ben Linus, the fucking master liar. (laughs) (laughs) Although, like, sometimes he does get a little intense. Where it's just like, Ben, you have to make that crazy eye face (laughs) when you're trying to convince me of stuff because that's making me not trust you. Those sharp, like. Almost like White Walker eyes that he possesses. Like it's the it's the fact that it doesn't look like Ben blinks yeah. ever. Right. Yeah. That's how you do it. Maintain it's, eye contact. Like His that? eyes are wide and wily most of the time. Mm-hmm. He's on screen, even if he's trying to be soothing and like a little a little helpful and and whatever that means for for Ben's character, he always looks like like he just found out he's the next contestant on the price is right it's hard to trust a man that looks like he doesn't blink yeah yeah and and oh i could talk about this because chad's seen later episodes remember how i said like oh we're starting to see ben linus in non-bitch mode yes i you know what i'm thinking about it now and maybe that's because like that's what happens when because he says in this episode he's like all right uh, seeing as who i'm in i it's perfectly understandable that you don't trust me, right? Is he sounds something along those yeah, lines, right? He says he's a hard man to trust. He's a hard man to trust, right? And I think that's like now that I think about it, in like later seasons, that's probably why you see him all broken and this. You know what I mean? He doesn't even know who he is anymore. It's like that's the thing that's kind of crazy about the truth is like if you stop telling the truth, not only does everyone around you stop to believe you, but then at one point you're like, holy shit, wait, am I? deluding myself as well am i like you know what i mean it's like he just i think he lost track of his identity through all the lies yeah that is a great point i love how you guys mentioned that because that is kind of where we like you said that's where we find ben towards the end of the series he's Mm -hmm. a broken man like he's it's not just the fact that maybe he was stripped of whatever authority or power he had on the island whatever that was we kind of keep on referencing it or they reference it on the show Ben is a broken man, but it's not only because he's lost his position. It's because he's lost everything, yeah. including including like maybe everyone's trust and maybe even trust in himself. Because yeah. 
Even in that last scene that we saw on the final episode, he won't go into the church. He kind of neanders outside. He has things to do. Or according to him, there maybe there's other things that he wanted to complete before going into that church. But yeah, he's he's overall a broken man. Well, that's great. And, and you know, every character that you see that that is struggling with that, like look at Kate every, and look at Jack and look all these people when they don't know who they are, when they have to live a lie, they fall apart. Every character that's living a lie falls apart. And every character that comes in alignment with this true being gets stronger. Look at John Locke. He stopped lying about who he was. He started telling the truth as he saw it. And then, boom, he becomes like a freaking superhero. You know what I mean? It's just like... He tries to kill himself and then gets <laughs> strangled with an extension cord. See, I don't know. I forgot how he got there. <laughs> but that was because he was lying to everyone about his reasons to try and get them back yeah. to the island. Yeah, oh, he was. They had to kill that guy. You got to kill the lie, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, because being honest is what got him off the island and being real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once he got off the island, that's when he started. That's what loss is about. Truth yeah. is power. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know how Ben got off the island. Do we don't know yet? Do we not know yet? Or not Ben, sorry, Locke. How Locke got off the island? Yeah. We We've seen it. It's actually in this season. Oh, okay. Um, basically, he turns that frozen donkey wheel. He turns a wheel and ends up in the desert. That's Tunisia. right. Yeah. That's right. Oh man, I forget. That's that's Donkey Wheel before uh, what's her face blows up the atomic bomb, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Juliet. Oh, All right, cool. All right. Yes. All right. I'm back in. I'm back with You're you. You're back guys. in it, sir. All right. I was just like, fuck. How did he get off the island? No, <laughs> I I love what you said though, because like the idea of truth and lies being a strong theme, obviously in this episode, but it does. It does have an effect on all these characters' lives. Yeah. Like you can see it when you know when Kate's speaking with with uh, with Son about uh, you know about someone coming for Aaron. Like now there's mm-hmm. that to deal with. You know um, we see Jack is living a lie because in his mind and heart maybe he wants to be back on the island, or he knows that something is amiss. You know at this point we kind of see that he's addicted to drugs too, right? Or, or pills, or whatever. On top of whatever else he's kind of gotten into, probably to numb out because. He doesn't want to face his reality now because it's not the reality that he wanted or wants, right? Yeah. That whole thing was crazy. And then, like, that was there was another kind of weird scene that I'm still trying to, like, pick apart. There's a scene where, uh, what's her name? Um, Kate is talking to the son, right? And it's, it's just, it's just real interesting. Like, do you guys remember what, did she have a kid now that she left? You mentioned something about a Hoppa grandkid. <laughs> oh, uh, because Sun said that uh, uh, Sun showed Kate a picture of uh, Sun and Jin's kid, and then uh, she said that uh, the kid is with uh, Sun's mother in uh, Seoul. Right. And then she said, "I hope to one day see uh, my daughter play with Aaron." So I said, "Oh, she's angling for a Hoppa yeah. grandkid." It's right. She was preg. She got pregnant on the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or. or- yeah, I guess. <laughs> that scene was so good because uh, they interlaid uh, scenes from the freighter where uh, mm. all of the hard decisions that people had to make about who was going to escape and who wasn't. Right. One of the things that I thought was really interesting, Sun tells Kate that she doesn't blame her. Like, mm. Kate feels guilty about making the decision to, based on the way the flashbacks looked, to save Jack instead of Sun, mm. or instead of Jim. So, Sun says, I don't blame you. And then she pauses for just like that half a second, <laughs> and then she's like, how's Jack? And I'm like, oh, no, she she still fucking yeah. blames you. Interesting. And even right before that, the line, like right before that, and mm-hmm. she's like, 
you know, you did what you had to do because otherwise we all would have died and not just my husband. <laughs> like, he's very subtly sticking you with this. Yeah, no, she's shading yeah. the shit on yeah, That's why. Is, like, I'm too confused. I don't understand women. I don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> in that whole scene. You know what I mean? And then, and that's another thing that's It's weird. the reading between the lines that you don't get. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't... Dude, that, that one was hard. I'm just like, okay, wait. Is she saying that Kate is the kind of... Because you, you mentioned in the description of the episode, Sun has some advice. And her advice is to what? Like, leave Aaron behind and go? Or what? what is... No, it's do what you have to do to protect your son. Yeah. Do what you have she's to do to protect about your son. killing the lawyers. Yeah, she's saying... She's basically talking about offing some attorneys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I see. That, or if even that. That also, I think... It goes into the next episode, uh, which you didn't see like right. no, recently. No, but, yeah, yeah. but in the next episode, or a couple of episodes later, we see uh, Sun get a gun delivery. Yeah. And I think at the time, we're just like, why is she getting delivered a gun? I think that she's getting delivered a gun so that she can give it to Kate to go and uh, uh. kill whoever she has to in order to save her kid. But... The gun delivery also comes with the pictures of Jack and Ben hanging out. Yeah. So I think that that's because Son wanted the gun and to know who was behind the attorney. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it turns out to be Ben's attorney, right? So. Yeah. So the thing is, I think Son knew that all along. Mm. Yeah, and Kate has a kind of a weird relationship with uh, was it Aaron? No. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron. Right. Not actual mom. Mm-hmm. Right. So who does everyone think this kid belongs to? She says that, that that's uh, her son. She does actually claim that that's yep. her son. That's that's the lie that she is uh, afraid of getting caught out in. Ah. That's why they want her blood. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's right. But So the baby came with them on the chopper or what, what, what happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw it on the freighter. got handed off. Yeah, yeah she so, handed yeah. the baby so to the baby was there the whole time. son and said, oh, save Aaron. I'll get your husband, and then she gets Jack instead. That's why I'm trying to, like, it's kind of an interesting relationship. That's another one I haven't kind of figured out yet. Like, I'm like, like, what's Aaron all about? And Kate, like, what does that represent? Like, that's an interesting relationship. You know, it's like you're watching somebody else's kid, but she's not, she doesn't seem very mom-like. That's a, that's a good point. I think at this point of them leaving the island, I don't know if she kind of had, like the whole mother thing in mind until uh, a few episodes that we've already seen something, some things that happened after this, where she tells Jack, like, we got to get her story straight. We have to figure out what we're going to do about Aaron. And then eventually she just takes him on as an adoptive son. But I guess she does becomes, she does become Aaron's real mother at some point because Jacob ends up crossing her name off that cave. And then like, um, tells her it was because you became a mother. So Jacob, oh, yeah. Oh, I thought, yeah. yeah, that happens later. That happens later. So like Jacob is, is a certain kind of entity, but I don't. I don't think he would have. He might have left her name uncrossed if she wasn't fit as a mother, and he might have. Well, I don't no, know. Maybe I'm reading no. into it. No, no, no. I think you're onto something. I mean, maybe this will help tease something else out of this because you're right. It's like the people that were on that wall were potential guardians or like people of the island or something like that, right? Yeah. It's kind of what New it's Jacobs. supposed. Yeah, yeah, J- yeah Jacobs, right? And New Jacob City. It's almost like starring like, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who's the badass dude from Breakfast Club? 
Judd Nelson. Judd yeah. Nelson. <laughs> Nelson's in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Totally. one of the detectives. Judd Nelson and Ice-T are the two detectives. Yeah. I totally forget how and this then, movie goes. Also, uh, Chris, Chris Rock was Pookie. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Pookie? Pookie? Yeah, yeah, Pookie. Pookie. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, you got they're... some crack, man? I'll suck your dick. <laughs> just need some crack. Oh, man, that was intense. Uh, Oh, it's like boys, like boys in the hood. Yeah. There's that one. There's this one scene. Uh, we're kind of digressing, but fuck it. There's this one scene <laughs> where, like, um, I think the the main character, I think like Cuba Gooding Jr. is going home, and there's like a kid playing in the street. He like grabs the kid and like brings him back home, and then she's like, "Yo, you got any like weed or whatever?" And he's like, "Nah, I just watch your kid." And he's like, "I suck your dick!" Like right in front of like the three year old that was just playing in the street, <laughs> and he's like, "Nah, just watch your kid," and he like, walks off. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, wait. Wait. It's been a long time since I watched Boys in the Hood. Someone offered to suck dick for weed? For weed? Or maybe it was just... No, no, no. It was, no, it actually, it was, was men- it? it was Menace to Society. That's what it was. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they killed that guy. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm just like, oh, man, the only other time I remember hearing about sucking dick for weed was uh, when Bob Saget accused Dave Chappelle of not being addicted. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, who's sucking dick for weed? Come on, you guys. I'll tell you right now, no one. <laughs> okay, believe me, I know. <laughs> You're just like, hey, you guys want to buy some of this? No. Like, that, but... has, yeah, that has worked zero times for me. They're thinking long and hard about life after that. They're like, oh my God. No. He's like, yeah, that was an intense few minutes, but at least I got this crack in me. So that's what I wanted, and that's what I got. Sorry, going back to what we were doing before. Uh, what was it? New Jack City? That or was it? Yeah. Oh, we're New Jacob. New Jacob New City. Jacob. Yeah. yeah, no, the um, but that kid, right? It's like um, it's it's like everybody is trying to hold on to something, right? And it's interesting that she, you're saying she got crossed off the wall, right? Because I would think that whole her no, but then she ended up leaving the kid. Right, she ended she up. Go- she kid. ended up going to the island. Yeah, mm-hmm. she gave the kid back to her actual grandmother. And I'm like, what, I'm wondering, like, why that doesn't represent her releasing of the false, because like, that's not mm. who she is, right? This whole time, she's trying to settle down. She's trying to have a. She can't have a boyfriend. She can't have a steady relationship. <laughs> she fucking killed her family. <laughs> well, <laughs> not everybody, but <laughs> <laughs> also spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh man, okay, yes. This is a hard game, Chad. I'm God just... damn it, Anthony. Every time we have you on here, like there are 17 different stories that you just drop. I every time I you guys ever hear that party game taboo? Uh-huh. Every time I play that game, I stare you get at, ant. I stay at the fu- stare at those five words and they're the first five things out of my mouth. <laughs> it's like <laughs> You're the Kristen Wig playing like that password game from the uh, uh, 70s or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 almost like them putting the words on the card that I couldn't say <laughs> causes me to say it. It's like my <laughs> destiny. I can't say rice, but the answer is yeah. rice. But hey yeah. Guys, how do I describe rice without saying rice? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's like fried rice, but not fried. Yeah. Oh wait, did I say it? Did somebody not beat me on the uh, taboo? That's fine. Yeah, but I, w- I wonder where she makes that transition, right? I wonder where she makes that transition from being like the person trying to fight for this life that she, you know what I mean? Because like I said, everyone is like it's it is. It's like they are grappling with their lives, their mm-hmm. identity, their choices. You know what they've done, where they've been. You know what I mean? It's just like, right. and, and that is like a, it, you know, what you're watching. It, like especially in this part where the few characters that go back, right? 
it's like it's interesting where they all kind of fall into right. as well. Like when they go back, like Saeed becomes a ninja. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saeed is like some kind of like crazy dude Big with man. really slick skills. Yeah. And he works for hand. Ben, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like in terms of that idea or that premise, like the one that you touched on regarding um, Kate. Because even after she comes back to the island and asks Jacob why he crossed her name off the off the, the wall, he said, it's because you became a mother, but the job's yours if you want it. So it wasn't like a hard and fast, like, you can't rule the island anymore, mm-hmm. which is still kind of strange. No, no, I, yeah. I think that what that is, the reason why he's like, oh, you became a mother, you can't rule the island, is because the guardianship of the island is something that it needs to be your life. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's your thing. Uh, being a guardian of the island and also being a mother, uh, you're going to end up with uh, conflicts in the same way that unnamed mother character. Her name was Mother. Yeah. Wait, wait, was her name actually Mother or is that just how she was credited? <laughs> like they called her Mother, but Mother's not like a name. Her name wasn't like Mother Smith or anything. Like that's just what they called her. That'd be like if, if your name was Mr. Like, if you were Mr. K. Jones. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... Don't well, what name is your kid Mr. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Somebody remind me of this. <laughs> My child. <laughs> Tweet me the link to this episode. Um, but I think I mean, all a name is is just a word that people call you, right? Mm. Titles are that, too. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess she was she was only given that designate title, which is mother or mom, whatever. Maybe mother. that's the title for the protector of the island. Mother. And that's why Jacob went by his first name. So he's like, uh, that's fine. I, I really don't like it when people call me Mother Jacob. <laughs> just, just, just Jacob. He's just cool. Jacob like is fine. He's, he's, a, he's mm. a chill mother. Yeah, he's yeah. a chill bro. He just goes by his last name. <laughs> no, yeah. But I like that. And you, you, like, you, you get to see that. Um, you talked about if you want to be the Jacob, right? Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you need to be about that. You can't be thinking like, oh, well, what about my family? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm, you got to be Jacob twenty four seven. I'm sure it. it like you gotta you gotta like when you take care of the island you you have that's your main priority mm-hmm. so like the island have, is your baby yeah so you can't <laughs> have a baby and the island I'm, I'm assuming because also too if somebody did have a child you know that that was on the island with them it, it does serve as a means to like you know as a means of uh it's 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 something that you care about. You care about your kids. So that's a means of like blackmail or whatever, yeah, right? For yeah. people that want to use the island for nefarious purposes, right? And, and all that stuff. you know, and it's also it's it's. <laughs> I mean, there's no spoiler alert in this way enough. It's not a place for the living. The island does not belong to the living, you know. And I think that's another reason. Like people who start families, right? They're saying that they're about life. You know what I mean? They're about these kinds of things, and I think that's why you know why birth has been weird when it comes to that place you know what i mean because uh it is a thing associated with oh shit that's why (laughs) juliet can't deliver babies on the island because the island's not about life yeah we kind of just saw that episode too right with the title this place is death which is something that charlotte screams out Right before she bites it. Whoa, we're all connected right here. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they were writing a really good television show. <laughs> <laughs> all these themes all just kind of sync together. Yeah, no, like uh, now I can understand why people were so upset with season six. Right, but, but here's what you got to do. I, I and this is another thing. Funny enough, uh, you guys inspired this thought of me. I thought about Ooh. Lost and people being angry with it and everything like that. And I realized that Lost is not a story about teaching you 
the metaphysics of the universe, which is what everyone was mad about, right? This doesn't make any sense. Oh, right. you know what I mean, it's like, you're right. If you're looking for a science tech textbook, law sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you're looking for, you know, studies in truth and studies in people and mm-hmm. emotions and real feelings, you know, I feel like this is where that show really nails it because it just slams you in these face with these giant symbols. Mm-hmm. A place like an island. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would really <laughs> like to see a Venn diagram of people who dislike the ending of Lost and uh, Inception. Right. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. I know, like, I have a, a very good friend who has a, a, a exceedingly poor taste in movies. <laughs> <laughs> tell and, me, wait, wait, tell us what his favorite movie is. Uh, I don't remember Give what it is, example. but it was something fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I want to say, like, one of his favorites is, like, Soul Plane. <laughs> but he didn't like uh, Inception, and one of the uh, reasons why he cited, other than the fact that it was boring and it didn't make sense, was he's just like... So, what is it? Was it a dream? Was it? Was he awake? And then, I know a lot of people uh, didn't like the fact that that was left up in the air. Mm. In the same way that uh, certain things about Lost were not spelled out for the audience. Right. And, you know what? Here's the thing. With a question like, I mean, we've all done this. Like, is this a simulation? Am I in a dream? <laughs> is this real? But I, I think that's the great thing. It's like, that's the statement that that's making. Is, we don't know. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of defeats the purpose of wa- well, of watching a show like this. Well, my my opinion is you're watching a show like this, and they've thrown out so much. So it's not so much in terms of answers because you get some of it, but you don't get a lot of it. And watching Lost, you do get a chance to to see basically the human condition, how mm-hmm. somebody feels, maybe like the things that influences people, science, religion, art, all those things kind of are heavily in the mix of the show and uh, the show's lore and, and just uh, a lot of the imagery that you see is a lot of, um, a lot of that stuff. Science, art, you know, religion, there's a lot of dreamy stuff that kind of pops up oh, and yeah. comes into play. Um, a lot of it, you know, they, they put in, and we kind of discussed this, I think we discussed this on the very first episode of the podcast was JJ Abrams, when he created the show, you know, he, he, he did the show, but thinking about the mind where this kind of gener- or comes from, this is a guy or a director who as a kid received that, that one box from that magic shop, that mystery box that had a bunch of question marks on it. Until this day, he said from childhood, he's never opened that box. So he doesn't know what's inside the mystery box. I still mm. like to imagine that there was like a mouse or a rabbit. <laughs> I think there's a dead dove in there. Yeah. There's a, just a straight up pair of dead doves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's great, though. I like, I like that. I like the like time is something, right? Like, what what's going to hap- happen, right? What's going to happen? It's kind of interesting that Chad starts with the <laughs> end, right? Because it's like, it almost shows, I think it illustrates this great. Like, the, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, fate and destiny. It's another thing I looked up recently. <laughs> but, like, fate and destiny is a real fascinating thing. Like, I think, if I under- remember correctly, the difference is destiny is like you're moving, uh, like you're trying to fulfill an outcome, mm-hmm. right? You're moving towards fulfilling an outcome. Fate is this idea that there's people manipulating the world pulling the strings as they say the to, fates right exactly oh, like yeah. there's actually literally something in control it's not a end game in mind but i feel like to me lost has this sort of like um more of a destiny type quality it's not really people pulling the strings but you see this in the time travel where they can't not fulfill their destiny they uh, have to you know like they were already back in that time you know what i mean despite 
having time traveled like that had already like that all needed to happen Mm -hmm. for everything so i think that's another fascinating thing when you talk about answers and everything like that i think it's another thing we watch the lost characters experience is this sort of like destiny like chad already knows what their destiny is Mm -hmm. and then he gets to watch how they all move toward it and Mm -hmm. i think that's another kind of like i have to admit like watching it backwards like has reinvigorated my interest in this show. It's almost better to watch just a random episode and then go, holy shit, I got like a million questions <laughs> and I remember why this was interesting mm-hmm. and now I want to go back and re-watch all of those things with that fret. With yeah, those I, one, of, yeah. one of the things that uh, uh, I, I make a lot of noise about the shit that I don't enjoy on this <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I've realized that I do really like about this is uh, I like the characters because of the fact that I'm watching it backwards, I'm not thinking about what's going to happen next. Mm. I'm wondering why people are doing the things that they're doing. So for me, this is a character study rather than just being, uh, going through a story. Wow. I love that. You're right, Chad. Like when you watch characters backwards, what you get to understand is motivation because the motivation is what because normally you see motivation and then you watch outcome what happens as a result of their motivation but now you're like what could have possibly motivated an act like that mm-hmm. and then you see it yeah oh whoa <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking, like you might actually learn a lot about characters by kind of reliving their events mm-hmm. backwards yeah see what they did and then and then why yeah and each episode is kind of it's its own thing too, right? I mean, it all ties into this bigger whole. But of course, we get these character studies and individual characters. Tonight, we see Hugo, where they where it wasn't really a Hugo centric story, but he did feature pretty heavily in this episode. So we get a chance to see him, his home life, um, his father, which is Cheech Marin. We haven't even got yeah. into that just yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wink? <laughs> yeah. Well, but goddamn, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of fun because you do get a chance to see these characters, and it is in its own way a character study because you get a chance to see what motivates them, what motivates them now and um, how they kind of got to be this way. And loss is, is heavy on these, on these broken characters. Like we already talked about Ben Linus being broken, but like the entire, the entire cast that we've seen, there's something wrong with everybody. Yeah. Everybody has their own terrible thing and, and, or not terrible thing, but everybody has this thing, these things that they run from, these things that they're trying to like, uh, to get a grip or a handle on. So a lot of these people are lacking a lot. They're lacking purpose, maybe. In and, Island of Misfit Toys. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so within this island, they're presented with a purpose, which kind of begs the other question, would they have found this purpose off-island eventually if they just kept going with their normal mm-hmm. lives? Or could they only find their purpose, their manifested destiny on this island? Which is yeah. a good question to ask. We not know too much. Well, yeah, we see that all the time, too. Like, um, I mean, you're definitely witnessing more of the later stages of it. But, like, I'm just going to drop a little bit in there where I'm just saying Locke is another interesting character of uh, an example of a man who seems driven by destiny. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like I said, uh, we really when people are once again aligned with their destiny, we see strength. You know what I mean? And when they're in disarray, literally the world falls apart around them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Yeah. Yeah, Like, so these characters if they don't lean into whatever truth they choose to believe, then you always see them kind of falling apart. Because it's almost like that world, I mean, we tend to see the world as this physical place that we can move around in, but really we're trapped in in an illusion of meaning. 
right? Like we see meaning everywhere. That's really what we see. We see oh, this is an object I can, like this table here is an object I can put my stuff on. You know, this chair is something that I sit in. We see meaning, you know, and it's almost like these characters can't exist outside of their meaning. That's like, it's why Destiny brings them back, you know, because things that are, are not like relevant to their storyline can't happen. It's like they they can't run from Destiny, you know, and like, it's like that title lost is almost an example of what happens when people are, you know, running from themselves. I mean, hell, Kate is a fugitive. She's quite literally on the run. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like it's so chock full of of all those things. I, I love it, and it's it's, it's great. I, I think I think you, you do yourself a disservice by focusing too hard on the metaphysics of the show. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that completely. I, I like the way you mentioned that too. That these these you know these ones they kind of have their own going on on this island um checks out was a, there was a point that i was going to mention <laughs> the, fact, right the fact that when they were removed from the island they were removed from their purposes and they ended up just everyone sort of fell apart in different ways the only person who it seemed like did not was kate because she found a purpose outside of the island mm. in Aaron. Mm. And that's the reason why she was taken off the list because she didn't need the island to give her purpose anymore. Oh, that's ah. that might have been one of the reasons why all of the people that were potential Jacobs were potential Jacobs because they needed that purpose. You know what I find even like as interesting is it just shows Quan on the cave wall too. Mm -hmm. Both of them became parents, like literal parents. They had their own child on island, but their name wasn't crossed off mm -hmm. as of yet. So, Your name wasn't crossed off, but you said that it just said Quan, right? It didn't say Jin, it didn't say Sun, it just said Quan, because their purpose was each other. Uh, interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, that's the reason why it's like I've spent the last two seasons just watching them slowly sort of circle reunions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and oh, yeah, you see them all, all together in the mm -hmm. end, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. And see, I, I, I kind of thought about that, too. I wonder... Sometimes, like, Sun and a Jin to me, like, that has a very, like, um, I don't know. I wonder I wonder if those names actually have meaning, you know, because, like, they're, they're interesting. They're, they are this, like, dichotomy, this yin and yang kind of char char characters. Yeah, yeah. Right? Even, even like, I mean, this is not so much a spoiler, but early, early in the show, one thing I kind of like about them is, like, one is the voice, one is the action. You know what I mean? Like, one is, you know, it's like they mm -hmm. both... It's it's nice that they really so they complement each other. Yeah, they very much are like I know they're Korean, but it very much is like a yin and yang. Yeah, you know it, what I mean. Which which is kind of what that sort of thing reminds me of. Which brings back that question: Could they possibly co-rule the island together, or maybe one of them assumes the mantle of protector, the other one is just in support of them, like a Richard Alpert position, maybe? Yeah, like if Curly they, and Ben do that. That's right. Yeah, yeah they did. They pa they paired up, and then they. Like, we don't see those years, but then we do hear Ben reference it or, like, uh, Hurley reference it, saying that you're a great number two for however many amount of years they, they kind of had them. <laughs> oh, that, that's really interesting, the idea of how exactly they work together. Oh, my God. Hurley Be and Ben? Yeah, because I'm going to guess that what it was was Hurley was sort of, uh, like, the guiding force, but 
Ben was the actual hand that led people in the directions that they needed yeah. to go. Mm. No, that's real hero archetype shit right there. Like, mm. because in order to have, like, a fully actualized person, you can't just have someone... That's that's almost Hurley's fault, is he's too good. He doesn't possess that darkness in him. That to, he would find in Ben. Yeah, you need you need that. A, a hero without any sort of threat or danger isn't a hero. You know, someone that doesn't have any teeth to him, mm. you know, but but lying solely for the for to manipulate the world to get what you want is not a is not the way of being all the time. So it's like they really are. You're right. They really are a balance of the two forces needed for a, a perfect leader. Right. And you know? we kind of even see that a little bit with what uh, Jacob and his brother, uh, the man in black, were. The man in black isn't running anything. He's not the ruler of the island, but there is a nice like yin yang juxtaposition. Yeah, and of course the clear, you know, the the clear uh, color, you know, the colors that those characters use. So you see mm-hmm. Jacob in white, and then the man in black, obviously in black all the time. Um, just by those, you can kind of see what they were and how they. We even get, we even see a pair, of, we see a set of scales in uh, I think the sixth season. So it's kind of like those two things balance each other out. There's a white rock and a black rock sitting yeah, in that cave. Yeah. So they, there always needs to be a balance. I guess in the greater sense, the show is trying to say like, yeah, the island was balanced off by having these two things. But yeah, it's it's yeah, very very interesting overall like in terms of like what makes a good ruler or mm-hmm. what would make a good protector mm-hmm. in general and for this island like because for a while it was just it was just jacob right i mean he wasn't him balanced with another dude that was really you know willing to like get grimy unless i guess he can count whoever he had in his employ which was like richard and maybe a few others that are off island they're asking war and what was in the shadow of the statue i guess those are like his grimy go get him guys or whatever yeah i guess did uh were they always both there? They were, right? Jacob and, and his brother, and and yeah, the 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 guy who ended up he was he was the smoke monster. Yes, yeah, the brother. Yeah, yeah. The sixth season has that episode um, somewhere beyond the sea, and that kind of tackles that. So basically, just a quick rundown. It was just mother was on the island. Yeah, a pregnant woman came to the island. She right. gave birth to these two sons. Only had a name for one of them. Mother ends up getting killed. The original, the one who gave birth gets killed by mother, and she raised the two boys. Where she wanted one to take over the island, but ended up having to settle for Jacob, I think, because that one didn't, or like, ended up going a different path. Yeah, and then and then it's it's like he goes to that that center, and that's what transforms him, right? Well, Jacob and the man in black get into a fight, and I think Jacob throws him down into that. That's what it is. Um, Yeah, and he comes back as a smoke monster, which is another like whoa, like you know, that's another thing that like. When you, see, that's what I mean. Like this show, it's it's like it's not for. I hate to say it, but like you look at things like Soul Plane, right? <laughs> not saying it's not without its funny moments. It does that very well, but it's not very sophisticated. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is not a knock on it, right? Right. It, it's just. But a show like this, that's what I'm saying. It requires. I think you know you can't if you just watch that scene, Jake. You're like, how can this? brother throws him in the thing and then he turns into smoke you know because if you just say it like that if you just say brother smoke yeah it sounds pretty fucking dumb you know what i mean but like yeah but it rewards you for kind of teasing out like yeah but what does it mean right right so yeah you're right not what happened if you play if you play within that space of what is the action what is the what is the plot that keeps moving forward on this show then of course those things might fail to meet your expectations or might might disappoint you in another way but 
that wasn't the point. I don't think of the show. I, like it, to me, it was just it was it was something where you can kind of breathe in deep into the lore, but you can also you can breathe in deep into um, this character study because we spend what six years with all these characters, majority of them, and then like we get a chance to see what their motivations are. Chad hasn't seen it, seen all of it yet, but a big chunk of it. And these characters are still. You know, they're still in play. A lot of them are still messing up. A lot of them are doing better. You know, some of them are doing worse than others. Others die. So, yeah. like, there's this whole there's this whole thing unfolding within the show. But the interesting part isn't, you know, are they getting to the swan this week? The interesting yeah. part is, like, you know, um, how many arrows did our group take? It's it's more so the metal com- the right. meta conversation which that is, happens. Which is that. like this, like, I hate to say it, this is like, which is like this podcast. Sure. Like, if you guys were just coming on here and just being like, yeah, so this happened, it's like, yeah, we, we know what happened. We watched the same fucking episode you did. <laughs> it's like, we know what happened, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, this podcast doesn't need to happen. It's like... It's the talk. analysis. It is. Wow. It's almost like this is what's fun about this show, is talking about this show. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you could... It just, like, just like most... Uh, what I, I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but like, just like most... Like a lot of things, including a lot of religions, it's kind of open to interpretation. Like, Mm -hmm. because a lot of things aren't set in stone. Mm -hmm. Some of the things are just to kind of wrap up so that the story is, you know, is it has it has a some kind of end. But majority of it is kind of left up to where you want to, you know, to where your mind might take you when you see this show. Um, I guess overall, because there's so much that you can kind of think about when it comes to this whole thing. Oh yeah. And there's so many things that happen, like a lot of events, a lot of things that that are maybe mentioned in very like the briefest of subtleties and that you might not catch on unless you're looking for that kind of thing, which the show gives you a great outlet to kind of just like jam with that stuff. Like, what is the Black Rock? What is the ship? What is, you know, what are these people that are here before? You know, what are these people that are here in the 50s? Or the what is the Dharma Initiative? And what are the others? All these kind of things. You can kind of take it at face value. And then at which point it does seem kind of boring. But then if you kind of delve deeper, then maybe there's more to it. You know, yeah. You, find, you talk about real subtle things. And I don't know why this reminded me of that. But like when they're all on the boat in the beginning of the show, right? And they're making the decision whether or not to lie. You notice the guy who, uh, the, the pilot, he doesn't throw in his two cents. Yeah, mm-hmm. Frank. He's just very like, I'll go with whatever you guys And I think with. that's great. It's Desmond like, and Penny also didn't really give an opinion either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like the people that weren't a part of that crew, like, did, weren't involved in that decision. You know what that's I mean? That's a nice catch. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. about yeah. that. Just, yeah, but, that's what you, but that's what you're saying. It's like, it's just those little subtle things. It's like, yeah, they could have had some like, they could have used any of those characters as like some sort of expository sort of like explaining things or <laughs> talking about the morality of lying and oh what's the, what's the benefits of, of of your dad not knowing or something like you know what I mean it's like they could have gone real heavy on that but I think it's fu- it's funny that they left those people out except when just necessary they just because they were physically present there you know mm-hmm. but they didn't have anything to really say about lying you know? i feel that's that's i really like that also too in, in addition to that i kind of like the idea that like in a group in a group like that or in a group of people there might even be a few that are just kind of like i'll go with whatever the group goes with they're not because they're yeah. Not not for any negative reason. Just some people are just a little bit more. That's where the personality personality kind of lies. We kind of see that in Frank Lapidus, where he's not he's he's there, but he's not he's not a driving force. He's the yeah. captain of the plane, but he's it, not. A he can take force. action, but he's not a decision maker. 
Right. Yeah. 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 And we see that a lot with, with Frank. Like, he pops up a few times in the later episodes that we've already seen. Yeah. But that was a very nice way of just kind of making him a non-issue. So that way, in every episode, we're going, hey, what's that Frank guy up to? It's like, <laughs> he already said, he's like, hey, look, I'm just here to fly some shit. So there was a reason they made it off the island. Right. After, uh, you don't need to think about me. I'm just rolling with it. Right, right. You know? So it's almost like it's like subliminal. Like the the people, like I could just imagine a writer somewhere just being like talking to the audience. He's like, "Look, just fucking roll with it, okay? <laughs> just roll with this shit." Yeah, I know there's some loose ends, like this pilot and these other fuckers. Just, just, just roll yeah, with it. Yeah, just roll with it. <laughs> Usually, and like we, like I'm glad that you mentioned that because the show is very self aware. Like the show knows yeah. what it is yeah, and yeah. it knows what it's giving and what it's holding back from people. And a lot of times we see that in a lot of exposition, especially from the. Uh, the comic relief character. So either Hurley or Miles might <laughs> throw out a jab or a line so that the audience can just be like, oh, okay, well, they, they at least mentioned it. So I guess I won't be so obsessed with the reason why, you know, so-and-so isn't doing X, Y, and Z or whatever. So, which is, it's just kind of fun. I thought that, I think that's like a fun, I don't know, device that the writers use or just like, just have the, have the comic relief just come in and say how stupid this is. <laughs> so we can just keep doing the stupid thing and get these you know, these chess pieces where we need to get them. So we I can... love that. The hot pocket flying across. <laughs> my favorite part Dude, of the episode. I, I, I mean, people are like, oh my God, LOL. But I literally laughed out loud. That was, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, we all did. <laughs> that was just so perfect. See, even that, like something as simple as the hot pocket flying across, you could just, you could leave that alone and it, it'll be fine. Or if you really wanted to go like into like, you know, some weird crack spot. You could try and assign importance or methods or reasons or like any kind of uh, observations about what the hot pocket meant when it hit the wall and what is all this <laughs> stuff and blah, blah, blah. What did it mean that he was microwaving the hot pocket without <laughs> a plate? And not on a plate? Yeah. It meant that uh, Hurley is a is an animal. Yeah. And he didn't give person. a shit because the people on set were going to clean it. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker <laughs> didn't even have a sleeve for it. Yeah. Like, dude, it's if the you, ice cold in the middle. That guy, <laughs> that guy does not look like a dude who's never microwaved the hot pocket. <laughs> and I can tell you, they're good. Like, that microwave not, would have not been that clean if people were just throwing in uncovered <laughs> hot pockets yeah. into this, you know? I think, you know, this is another, like, you know, you talk about additional levels of enjoyment. Like, it was just fun because we're all from Hawaii on, from the island where it was filmed, Oahu, right? And it's like, it's just, it was great also seeing all the, like, Hawaii scenes, all the outdoor, like, whenever they're showing city things, those will definitely be things we recognize. You oh, know? yeah. And it, <laughs> that's like another, like, additional layer of, of fun. Does uh, that? How how does that feel to you, for you guys? Does like does that take you out of it? Definitely takes me it? out of it. Yeah. You're like, hey, <laughs> I just crossed that street today. I I like it because it feels like an Easter egg. Uh, yes, yeah. that's what it is. It it does take me out of the show, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like I I was telling Anthony when we we're watching the show, this is a game that I've played with uh, other shows that have been filmed in Hawaii. Growing up, uh, watching uh, Magnum PI, I would do that where I would be trying to figure out where exactly they were filming. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, it's uh, when I lived in Chicago uh, at that time, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter nah. was like super popular. But, you know, the problem with people asking you like, oh, Dog the Bounty Hunter, it's filmed in Hawaii. You know, Dog is going around chasing people who smoke meth. 
right? And they're like, they do don't you, go to the same places that I. Yeah, do. I was like, do, do you recognize that area? Do you, it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't recognize any of those areas where those meth people are fucking hanging. <laughs> so like, what, oh, what, yeah, that's... what makes you think that I would know where that drug did? <laughs> yeah, it's like I was having to do the opposite thing. I was, I was like, pretend you don't know he's in Wahiawa. Pretend you. Don't yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, pretend you don't recognize that six oh seven King Street or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know what? Like. It's like the opposite, right? Instead of being like, oh, look, Carmen Key. You're just be like, oh, man, this is embarrassing. Why is Dog in Nanakuli again? <laughs> again. Yeah, you know, Dog is in Nanakuli, Wahiwa, and Kalihi. Yeah. Those are his three, like, catching he's spots. Not, he's never in Manoa. He's never, <laughs> he's never <laughs> catching anybody in Kailua, not that I saw. Yeah, you know? Is he walking down the lane for Chad's house? <laughs> because he was at one point. Yeah. yeah. That's... But you got away. <laughs> I love how if you're bounty hunting on Oahu too, there's probably a good chance that like it was actually like super boring. It's like, oh, we know where this guy's at, and then it's them sitting on the H1 <laughs> for like 45 minutes. Like in it, hot- is, it is 3:47. Yeah. Why the fuck would you put us on the H1? Yeah. Come on, dog, that's, you know better. Yeah, that's that's why <laughs> these guys were getting away constantly. It's because by the time they could actually drive to where these people were at, it's like it was over. Dog, you can't can't I live out in Hawaii Kai and expect to get. <laughs> To these people who you're on the east side of the island and now you gotta drive all the way to the west side of the island not happening bro no wonder no wonder they're getting away you should, you should have another satellite location for the kind bill bonds put it out in <laughs> second city bitch we'll have to add that into the show notes we'll have to put like okay this is a map of where they were talking about this is what yeah now listeners um Write down all those places we talked about so that you know where to go or to not go when you visit a wall. Depending on exactly how much meth you want. Yeah. So if you're visiting Hawaii, please, please just come and hang out in uh, downtown, just maybe the middle of the night. Um, it's totally safe. It's very cool. Not too many methies. Exactly, exactly. Shave ice, right? Not ice. Yeah. Shave ice. Oh, there you go, ice. guys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the, the state motto. That is the state motto. So if you come to Hawaii, just mention the state motto, and you will be given free shave ice or ice, depending on who you speak to. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah. So um, Jack gets told by Ben to pack a suitcase and put whatever you you know that you that you love here of this life. Oh, that's right. Because you're not going to see it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then Jack goes. He, he says something to the effect of like, "I don't need a suitcase." Or, Did I hear that wrong? Uh, I don't remember that don't part. Remember. Did, did he see after Ben told him to pack a suitcase? Is that when Jack started looking for his pills? That was right before, right? Okay, so oh. so uh, so Ben said, "Pack a suitcase, take everything you love," and then Jack started looking for drugs. <laughs> I think he said, "Pack I'm a just suitcase." To make sure that that's what happened. He said, "Pack a suitcase." Jack grabbed his suitcase and was looking for his pills. And Ben said, oh, I flushed your pills. That's right. And that's right. when Jack threw his suitcase over his shoulders. And I don't need <laughs> That's right. He was all like, well, I was going to have... That is a good catch. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this, is what, this is what he asked him to bring. Ah, it's strange. Why would why would he need to bring a suitcase of things? I mean, maybe he just bring clothes, I guess, but... Is there anything important to him? He I think it was, never a, it was a statement like, that, yeah. like, dude, you're not coming back here. Whatever's here... Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're not coming back. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's kind of the funny thing. Yeah, Chad, he goes looking for the drugs. Yeah, he's just right? like, well, I need like, my, my yeah. meds. They don't have this shit on the island. <laughs> no, 
You mean I don't have any drugs? Fuck it, I don't need anything. <laughs> Wait, yeah, so what is exactly what is his plan? Is his plan to bring like half a bottle of whatever shit he had in his bag? Like that's not going to get you very far on this island. Dude, like it's not a lifetime supply of Valium or whatever. The no, fuck. he he just wanted to be drugged up until he got to the island. <laughs> look, look, dude, I'm not saying like I'm totally addicted to marijuana, but uh, one thing I can tell you, man, about the drug mentality. Let me tell you this. <laughs> You talk about a half a bottle, bro. Like there are times when you know your weed guy is not going to be available and you're down to one nug and you don't go like, ah, fuck it. It's just one nug. No, you start thinking about shit like, oh, how can I, I'll just break off this little tiny piece here, the top. And if I take, if I take the buds and I really crumble it out, if I crumbly it, if I make it more crumbly, if I pull it apart, don't, don't just put the whole nug inside the bowl. Just make it crumbly so it gets bigger. You know, you start, I'm telling you, like, hell yeah. Are you going to try and like. Him looking for the half a bottle. I'm like, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. He's just like, well, I just, I just need it. I no. just need it for the island. Yeah. Do we have poppies here? Do you have like poppy plants? I think we should start a poppy field. Bro, Guys, let's make poppies on this island. Like I picture Jack, if he's anything like me, bro, he's getting that. Once he's down to the empty bottle, he's going to take his finger and he's going <laughs> to wipe it around the edge and then just kind of rub that shit on his gums. <laughs> right, that's it's just it's just him. It's like it's not even like a real bad drug. It's just like Adderall or yeah, something. He's like, I need to focus oh, on this island. Uh, he's like jack were you on adderall this whole time (laughs) yeah how did you think i got us from the hatch to the orchid and back to the hatch again (laughs) takes a lot of focus to remember all those places dude that's the funny thing he's like a drug addict gets there all there is is adderall he's like fuck it i gotta do something i I can't be i can't just be completely sober this whole time i need some kind of mind altering yeah like come on maybe even even like caffeine yeah caffeine have like tea leaves here i can munch on those he's drinking kava (laughs) i like how i like how you're just avoiding the obvious he was shrooming the whole time. <laughs> oh, dude. This ties back into Chad's original theory of what the show is. I didn't think about that. Because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that he probably would have been able to find on the island. Yeah, man. All it's... Right. Have you guys tried shrooms at uh, all? Yeah. yeah. I've never tried shrooms. I kind of want to. I've never taken a good-sized dose. I've just taken enough to just be like, ooh, yeah. What, like... Like, oh yeah, like what? Like, does everything feel nice? Or Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, like, like just... uh, it wasn't like to the level that I'm hallucinating, but it's like you see things a little differently. There's always a little danger in taking it. Yeah. But like, I it's not like I've taken mushrooms a million times, <laughs> but at this point. It's not like you've taken mushrooms yeah. uh, enough times for you to throw up all over a board game and light it on fire. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, you did that? Yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> I was I was is that, there. And is it that was, a number of times that you take mushrooms, <laughs> or the number of mushrooms you take at one time? Uh, the second. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it has a lot to do with uh, if. Uh, okay, just 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 a little clarification. One, it was my board game, which mm-hmm. made it very sad. But uh, <laughs> I, I didn't have a lot of experience with mushrooms at this time, so my big my big idea was like, oh, you know, maybe we'll want some stuff to eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I just I just thought it's nice because this is going to take hours. I thought people might get hungry during it. Yeah. So what do I do? I go to Safeway. I start. I go over to like the. I'm like, oh, what's a good like finger food? And I'm picking up. I go to like the Olive Bar. Right. <laughs> I'm picking up uh, pickled peppers and some olives, some some roasted garlic, some good antipasti. You know what I mean? Some <laughs> some some nice crackers and stuff like that. You know, some cheeses. Wait. So what happened? So. I mean, I know what happened. The person that we're speaking about, what happened is one of the guys that was there decided not to take their dose of mushrooms. 
So another gentleman was like, yeah, I'll take them all then. Oh, shit. And then while he's doing this, he's snacking away on olives and and, and, and all these kind of like, you know, really rich foods. Right. And at the same time, he's just like, he's he heard that, uh, you know, orange juice is good when you're shrooming or something <laughs> like that. So he's just chugging orange juice. I, I so, want to know yeah, where he found that yeah, info. So, so picture a party in someone's stomach where the olives are hanging out and then they <laughs> meet fucking Florida orange juice and Florida orange juice is just, that's that's too wild for, for, for the olive crowd. You know, <laughs> Like your olives are just so like, oh, the acidity. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the acidity. I don't know why the olives are German in this. But. <laughs> so that was poor hors d'oeuvre choices uh, on, my, on, on my part. That's what that was. That's that was, amazing. That was inexperienced shrooming. I should have just brought like Nutella or something. That's amazing. <laughs> but what happened to the guy? Like, did he apologize or clean up anything? No, even, buy even, even better. He, the, the experience was so harrowing for him, right? At, at one point, he pledged his allegiance to Shane Lucas Price for the rest of his life. Because, we were, like I said, we were playing the Game of Thrones board game. So, like, literally, at one point, he gets down on one knee and swears his fealty to Shane, who was not on the mushrooms and uh, apparently won the game of thrones even though we didn't play because <laughs> so yeah through, through all oh of the so yeah it was a kind of an interesting day uh, yeah someone ended up in indentured servitude for the rest of their life after wow. that experience that's amazing so but yeah but for me overwhelmingly positive wait when you saw that and you were high on shrooms when you saw the vomit hit the hit the board game like what went to i know we're spending a lot of time on this no we're gonna go we're gonna go deep on this please because i've thought a lot about this the funny thing is uh so that board game that got thrown up all all over right (laughs) it was it was kind of funny because uh, I'm just going to start saying names. Ben was playing it. <laughs> yes, his name was Ben. Ben, ben D. Nee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ben. Uh, ben uh, You've been called out, Ben. you got to come on the podcast yeah, and it was, to it was, your side of the story. It was just so funny because, like, you know, um, that's where all the, like, kind of the conflict erupted. Like, he was House Stark. Shane was House Lannister, right? And then it's like, it's like he kind of vomited all over the game to create this whole conflict <laughs> in the first place. You know what I mean? And it's don't just... don't give too many spoilers for how the actual story goes, because <laughs> that's going to be Dave's season of uh, what's up, what's with, up that, with that, bro? bro? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, perfect. Okay, so like, um, so yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that but whole... use use lost terminology. When talking <laughs> yeah. About so yeah, it, no, but it was not, just... not stuff that Chad hasn't. But seen. but here's what was beautiful about it. Okay, so here's why I didn't. I, I'll skip all the crazy Game of Thrones <laughs> stuff. But suffice to say, what was what was beautiful at the end was everybody was united at the end because we picked up, we kind of like got as much of the board game that we could. We put it back, all the components back in the box. You know what I mean? It was kind of like Shane was holding the part of it that's not covered in vomit. And at one point, we're like, okay, we need to do something. We can't just throw this in the trash. It wouldn't be right. And my initial idea was, oh, obviously Viking funeral. We put this thing on something that floats. We light it on fire and we send it off to Alamoana Beach Park. Uh, Shane had decided that that would probably get us the attention of the police, uh, lighting things on fire in public and shoving them out into the water. So instead, we go down to his laundry room, right? And we light the board game on fire in the sink in there. (laughs) We watch it burn for a minute. And then he just kind of comes over and turns on the water in the sink. And that was kind of the ritual. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) That is great. So, yeah, that was a a weird night. So, uh, I recommend psychedelics to everyone who's brave enough. Uh, It will change your life. (laughs) 
I'm I'm kind of a little afraid to take psychedelics because I heard that they fuck up your shit like sometimes. No, I right? tell you, I tell you what, you do not need to be afraid. I mean, you also sh- fear is the enemy when it comes to hallucinogenic <laughs> drugs. Okay, see that that's that's a no for me because I'm a fearful person by default. So right. I'm just gonna like, get high and just like see a giant bird trying to peck my face up. <laughs> but yeah, like you can take like a little bit of mushrooms and still be fine. I think the most common experience, right? The most common experience is what people kind of represent feeling a lot of times when they take mushroom is like a oneness. You st- it starts to dissolve the barriers between you and everything else. You start to see the similarities in things and, and, and you start to see like, you stop boxing things in categories. So when people kind of describe like hallucinations and movement and things like that, that they see a lot of times, I think it's more representative of the fact that they realize that the world around them is alive mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's moving and never stopping and full of energy and intent. You know what I mean? So, I like, yeah, that. no, like <laughs> the, the idea of like oneness and like breaking down barriers, that's hundred percent true. Even if you're only doing like light doses, because uh, I remember that time that I did shrooms. That was probably the time that I liked Steve Catwell the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we were on the radio. Yep. We were live on the radio. <laughs> and I was there too, funny enough. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. We, Holy shit. We microdosed on mushrooms on Steve's <laughs> radio show. And that was uh, that was, that was was definitely a good time. Like for, for us, we were... For, we had a great time. Yeah. They told Steve not to ever have the two of us on at the same time <laughs> Holy again. Holy shit. Because there was just too much dead air. It was just... It, you know, I mean, we oh were, my Because we were... Yeah. Like, I mean, we weren't tripping hard, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we were definitely like... In. We were on a journey. Oh yeah. my god! I think I might have heard nice, that. Quiet I was, journey. Th- this is the weird thing. You guys just mentioned that it just brought back some weird memory. I remember hearing you and you. Uh, um, I'm, for the listener, I'm pointing at, at, <laughs> at Negrelia and Chad um, on Steve's show. I was buying the car that I have now. I was at the dealership, oh, whoa. and they're playing that. They're playing you guys over the over the radio, <laughs> and it was very quiet. <laughs> they're just like. Oh yeah, and by the way, this is Chad. So tell us what's happening up you know, this upcoming week on Thursday, blah, blah, blah. and Chad was just really very, very yeah. quiet. So I was like, Oh, okay, I guess this is this is you're very subdued. Yeah, because well, I mean, cause like podcasting, there is a certain part of you that realizes that people have to listen to this conversation. But man, when we were on shrooms, it was <laughs> it was the three of us in the room and then the rest of the universe probably didn't yeah, exist. Yeah, like the whole four walls just fall away and you guys are just sitting in the infinite and yes. you guys are just like, you know what? Fuck, this is all bullshit. You want us to keep speaking into these fucking metal dicks for the next hour or half hour? No, 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 no. We're going to connect. Yeah. I'm going to get close with you guys. We're going to become friends. <laughs> I'm going to find out what happened to you like when you were seven that you didn't want to tell nobody else. We're going to get into all of that. I love how we actually went full circle with the shrooms stories <laughs> to actually get to the point where it's like, yeah, yeah, now let's talk about podcasting again. <laughs> we took it all the way. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did want to mention uh, about this episode is uh, when the survivors uh, get attacked by the others mm. uh, and... Neil, who has been like just a giant douche uh, for the entire episode, he uh, is the first one hit by a flaming arrow. And I'm like, oh shit, he got hit by a flaming arrow. And then he like gets engulfed in flame because apparently no one taught him about stop, drop, and roll. Uh, But they continue to shoot flaming arrows at all of the survivors. Mm. And I feel like. For them to be shooting the arrows, they have to know where the survivors are, right? 
Okay. So they've right. probably like reconned the area. They like looked around to see what's going on. They know that the survivors do not have any sort of dwellings or anything. Mm. I kind of feel like Flaming Arrows is one of those things where it's like you do that to destroy property right. and right. cause terror. Right. Like you don't just shoot flaming arrows at like a bunch of people randomly. Like you could just do regular arrows for that shit. Yeah. Unless it's like a shock and awe kind of move. Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel like it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe there's something here too. Uh they w- it, here's the funny thing though like i i don't think this is like to, like deep symbolism or anything like that, but it's funny that right before that happened they were trying to start a fire yeah <laughs> yeah no i think that was a, i think that was some down. irony yeah. that was built yeah. into the episode yeah. i love that and I, yeah. oh, go ahead oh no i just when chad mentioned neil too i'm just like how did i forget about that guy <laughs> because funny enough i remember that character and the what i remember thinking the second he comes in i'm like Oh, I want this dude to die now. Yeah. I want they, him to die now. They bring him back for season six in the flash sideways. Yeah. Like he's at the he's at the airport getting his luggage and he's still a dick at the airport. Yeah. Right? Like he's yeah, I guess they, they just that was just the character they made for him. <laughs> but I like that actor. Like I, I think I said to you guys like before when we stepped out after the uh, episode was done and went to go get some air, it was like, um goddamn, it was just it was I always remember that guy as Roach from the people under the stairs. Yeah. He's always gonna be Roach to yeah. me forever. I don't know what that guy's doing now, but still Roach. Nah. I think I've seen him like in like a Domino's commercial. I don't know how recently that was. But he went from doing like movies with, uh, you know, with uh, Everett McGill from Twin Peaks to like, <laughs> to, like uh, Lost and now There's Domino's. always like competition too in that role for like goofy white dude. You know what I mean? Like DJ Qualls is killing uh, it uh-huh. in terms of like getting all those parts, right? It's like, how does that dude have a career? Oh, the super thin guy. Yeah, huh. he was a. Uh... Yeah, he's basically like, uh, do you want a young or old guy for this role? Because we've got DJ Qualls and we've got Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that those guys. It's amazing they have work. That's a, that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, all right, man, I got you a part. Sweet, I'm lost. All right, you get hit by a flaming arrow. Oh, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to point out that uh, on my. Uh, on my notebook over here, I just wrote "fuck Neil" in all capital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like some some guy is gonna find your notebook several years from now, and that guy's name is gonna be Neil, and he's mm-hmm. gonna wonder like, "What? What did I do?" I'm just, <laughs> yeah, just you, a guy. you can't. You know it. what you did, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> you can't dish out that much annoyingness, like, and not have a deeper character. Yeah. Right. Like, if that dude had had some history under his belt, he might have been okay from an arrow. But it's like, oh, he's coming out way too strong to live. <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing. I didn't know whether or not Neil was a part of the show prior to this episode or mm. not. So, uh, the, my immediate thinking is like, not only is this a crummy character who I want to see die, how has he remained this crummy for six years? <laughs> oh, right. Or five right. years. You would think that, like, being on the island for that long would have toughened you up. And I know that the amount of time they spent on the island mm-hmm. is not equal to the amount of time that we're watching the show. Yeah, yes. So it was actually only, I want to say, six months or something? It's like, it's like a yeah. year and a half. Actually, a year and a half? A hundred days about about days. that. A hundred days. Okay. Before, the, before the rescue. But right? still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that dude was like that for a hundred fucking days. <laughs> I would have assumed someone just would have beat him to death with a rock. <laughs> they would have. They would have like. Um, they just would have went Lord of the Flies on him. <laughs> they would have went like Full Metal Jacket on him, and then just like tie him down in his bunk at night yeah, and start beating him. Yeah, just we don't have soap. 
But we do have rocks. Those are harder. <laughs> and they're jagged here. <laughs> Some rocks wrapped in tea leaf. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My rock came out of my tea leaf. I'm going to have to go again. Can I go again? Can I go in front of you? There's just a guy trying to get his rock hits in. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Can I go again? <laughs> wait, I lost my rock. These tea leaves are not a good pillowcase. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, bro. Wait for everybody till you get seconds, dude. All right, that's the rule. Yeah. Oh, that's that's why you have to like weave them together so that like, you keep the rock inside of them. You gotta like you have to do one of those like hollow mat type things mm-hmm. where you just have to build it around the rock. <laughs> oh, it's like those little like what what is what is those dancing Slings? things? Oh, yeah. uh, poi balls. Yeah, it's like those poi yeah. balls. If you guys don't know that, it's oh, they could beat him with poi balls. Poi balls. They could balls. Beat him with yeah. That'll that'll save everything. Yeah, yeah. problem just, solved. You know what? Just beat them with sticks. Like, you got, you, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole of like building uh, a whole like tea leaf thing oh, or yeah. like a poi ball thing. You don't even have to wait for him to fall asleep. No, just I grab a it. stick. If, if, if you have like mats or something, you just roll him up while he's still awake and then just kick the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. What if they rolled him up in a hollow mat? Yeah, the hollow mat, <laughs> hit him with the poi balls, and then like, you know, you could like, the poi balls kind of add like a hula element to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you could have some girls come in, and they're spinning the poi balls. You know what I mean? Okay, here's one thing we haven't talked about yet. Before we end the episode, we have to talk about this Cheech Marin's hair. What? Oh who, goodness! Who is this? Not your favorite Cheech Marin hair? Like we meet. I, Cheech... I like no hair Cheech Marin. Honestly. Yeah, I like what it was that NS, NCI whatever CBS show he's <laughs> Nash on. Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges. That's oh, not shit. NCIS. You guys weren't kidding, like about the whole hair piece thing. But yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, I think Cheech they... Marin's, he's like kind of balding. They did that. <laughs> I, I feel like somebody in the costume department went like, oh, I'm sorry, like, um, you know, Mr. Garcia's hair is this way. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're we going to need your hair to be son. very curly. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need yeah. a really strong father-son dynamic. We have and to Cheech flesh that like, out. What hair, man? <laughs> what hair do you want me to curl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That was awesome. Yeah. Which means that Cheech was here on this island shooting that show. Wish I met him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, that came into my brain. <laughs> I don't like, know when, so this is not officially a promo, but uh, Deep Promotions, one of the uh, local uh, promo companies that does music and comedy and stuff, they just posted a picture of Cheech and Chong, and stay tuned for details. They posted that last week. Oh, so, cool. Nice. Don't know. Well, uh, last week, as of when we're recording this episode, so by the time that you time travelers listening <laughs> out in podcast land hear it, there may already be some details. Go and check uh, Deep Promotions on Instagram. See yeah. if there is some. Oh, yeah. Check them out. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I get a chance to see my yeah. my cheech on. Yeah. You know what? It, it's it's interesting. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know we're talking about his hair and we're just dissing him, but like. You know how Hurley's mom is the one who believes him, mm-hmm. but doesn't understand what's going on? It's interesting that maybe maybe his dad doesn't necessarily believe him, but it's still good that he loves his son enough to keep the cops at bay and, it's, and to even help Saeed, right? Which is not Hurley, yeah. Yeah. right? And then, and then has enough character to just be like, hey, like... You're not good for my son, and he's totally right on that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I kind of like that, the you know, because I have to admit, like I've seen other episodes with Hurley's mom, and I really don't like her. I hear you. You know what I mean? So it's like this episode was very, was very. I was seeing them in full parent mode, which was which was nice because yeah. you you do kind of feel like Hurley's family is a little bit of an anchor around his neck. So it is nice to see them like kind of like step it up 
this time around. You know? Yeah, I agree. Like, I really, I did like the family stuff this episode. I like seeing Hugo with his mother and father. They were just kind of together. Dude, he had the caviar sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the, I kind of forget what the relationship was between his parents up until this point. But then like, yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of nice that both parents kind of in their own way take up for, for, for Hugo. Right, right. Which, yeah. But But yeah, that goddamn sandwich. Like he has a caviar sandwich. It's like salami, some tomatoes and lettuce, and then boom, caviar. Yeah, yeah, like a whole he's, bunch of it. That's, how how that, much is that sandwich worth? No, that's the perfect. That is them. That's yeah. that family. That family is a salami and sandwich, caviar topped with caviar. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like I just won the lottery. What I'm gonna put on the sandwich? Not not lettuce. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be some lettuce, but motherfuckers, there's definitely gonna be some right. caviar. It's like they're still they're still them, right? It's yeah. Like, it's like just because now you can afford caviar, but that's. That is what the Reyes family is like. The Reyes family is a salami sandwich with caviar yeah. on it. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great analogy. Yeah, I love that's, that. a, that's a t-shirt we'll be making. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you are the caviar on my sandwich. <laughs> I'll figure it out. So as we, uh, we wrap up here, yeah. um, I go to a quick Easter egg lightning round corner, and then we'll uh, get Chad's predictions for next week. See, so we... Uh, Oh, uh, Cheech, he watches an episode of Expose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, ben grabs a number at the deli, or the butcher shop, that's 342. Um, we go to the, uh, in the, uh, the lampposts down in the basement with the big pendulum. You see uh, Eloise Hawking on one of those old-timey green co- screen computers. Fuck that scene, by the way. <laughs> Fuck that computer. Yeah. It was like, it was the worst. Like, <laughs> is that computer from the 70s still working? Shut your fucking mouth. It's not. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Hurley wears a dog shirt. Second time we've seen Hurley in a dog shirt. Oh! Yeah. And uh, early in the episode, when uh, Sawyer asks uh, Faraday, uh, where are we? Or when's the next uh, Flash going to be? And Faraday pulls out his, his astrolabe. And he's like, well, first got to figure out where we are in time. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, huh? Huh? We didn't say it this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We said it differently. You got the import of what we were saying, but it's not the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? Groaning. Sideshow oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bob impersonation. <laughs> anyway, right. so uh, what is the title of the previous episode? All right, so next week we're going to be considering Because You Left, the season premiere of season Ooh, five, yeah. episode one. So what do you think that is about? All right. I, I wrote a couple of predictions on my notebook uh, right next to Fuck Neil. <laughs> uh, what I wrote was Jack and Ben Adventures, Hurley Gunfight, mm. and in quotations, not going to help you. One of the things that uh, Hurley mentioned early in this episode when Saeed said yeah. that he thought that they should lie, Hurley said, well, I'm not going to help you. You're going to need me one day, and I'm not going to help you. Mm. So the gunfight is where uh, Saeed ends up getting hit by the sleep dart uh, is going to happen because Hurley tried not to help him. Mm. Mm. That's a, that's a oh, pretty good one. Yeah. I like that, Also, else? Jack and Ben Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Ben Adventures. Look, we got a theme already. Mm-hmm. We're good to go for yeah. this next yeah. episode. How's that coffin get in this car? <laughs> You get the coffin, I'll get the, uh, you grab the idol, I'll grab the whip. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, time for plugs. 
Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, lo- I love it every every time I'm here, man. I, I'm I'm really grateful. Thanks, man. It's, I have a super fun time. Yeah, this is great. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. We, love, we-, we love having you on. If people want to uh, uh, find you again, how would they do that? All right. Okay. <laughs> Best way, honestly, is still the corner uh, of Mahiki. Like, uh, you can find me on. Uh, a couple of David's podcasts. That's oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would say that's the best place right now for Anthony Negrelli uh, content. I have about I have a I have four podcasts now under the belt, including this one. So oh, I'm nice. Pretty, uh-huh. pretty good about that. Yeah. So I've, and then um, but yeah, I, I think the best way uh, if you ever want to find out anything going on with me, just just Google my name, Anthony Negrelli, and I promise there'll be something up there in the future. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, but right now you're just gonna have to find me in the world. Is is there another Anthony Negrelli that they might confuse you with? There is. There's an Italian uh, bicycle rider enthusiast <laughs> guy, also named Anthony Negrelli. But he's an enthusiast, not a pro. He is. And I, I have a suspicion his middle name also begins with a J Ooh. because I've been getting his American Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> like, he must have put it in his email like just slightly wrong, right? Because, um, you know what I mean? Because like, I've been getting his American Airlines emails. <laughs> That is amazing. Like, oh, what, what if this is like some kind of Fight Club thing where you're blacking out and going on these American Airlines oh flights? Oh my god! So that you can do uh, Italian bicycling. Dude, I was once a bike messenger. Oh, okay. This is crazy. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know who I am. What, what if that guy has been you this whole time, and this is your sideways reality? Oh, oh man, I love it because you're dead. <laughs> Any churches. Or I'm not only churches. on the Lost podcast, but I'm living. You're living lost, lost. or no. dying it. Okay, really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, if we wanted to find out more where your stuff, where can we find you? At? Well, when you could find me, <laughs> uh, actually, just uh, look up my website, negative one dot net. That's negative one all spelled out dot net. It has uh, flyers for whatever shows or podcasts I do. Plus, uh, it has uh, probably the best bio I've ever written about myself. Oh. Nice. Best place you can find me is still on Twitter, anyevis003. If that's a bit too many letters and numbers, just find me on the What Bro Pod Twitter uh-huh. handle. What Pro? Wait, fuck, I can't even remember what I had. Twitter <laughs> yeah, at What Bro Pod on at Twitter. What Bro Pod. Then you can find me there. Yeah. Also, Instagram. We're on Instagram. Fuck yeah, we're on Instagram. Come yeah. check us out. I'm Go sorry. And, uh, uh, we should also make sure to remember to take pictures of us. Yeah. Even though we are uh, literally dying right now. <laughs> we're <laughs> always dying. <laughs> I think we're all dying. I think everybody listening to this is dying. I, I mostly mean that it's very hot in the room again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Word. Word. Yeah, David. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at DKJ Comedy. Um, that's mostly just for pictures of ice cream. Um, <laughs> if you want me to post uh, on your Twitter feed either uh, screenshots from Lost or the movie Dirty Work, follow us on on Twitter at WhatBroPod or my other podcast, Dirty Work Minute, which we did have uh, Anthony Agrelli on a few weeks ago for some of our, the best mo- minutes of the movie, like the Don Rickles minutes. Oh, so you're talking about, uh, and you get to hear a lot of stuff about uh, culture and gender politics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. When I mean, you say Anthony Negrelli, you're talking about the uh, Italian bicycle enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was wearing a bicycle helmet the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Safety first, guys. Yeah. That's what you got to do when you're traveling through time. <laughs> <laughs> when you're traveling through time. Is that what you said? That's another episode in the can. You know what the fuck to do. Get lost!